0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Simplicity and Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Josh McAllister. My hope for this podcast is to dive deeper, to learn more about what makes people successful. Um, I'm going to interview people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, working in sports, working in the arts, musicians, the entertainment side of things. Uh, I hope that through these interviews we can find a little bit more information about why they're successful, what they do to achieve success. Thank you for taking the time to listen and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Josh, your host of the Simplicity and Performance podcast. I'm excited for today's episode because we have so many coming from a different angle. One of the unsung heroes at a professional soccer club, Uh, I'm guessing that most people don't even know that the position of a video performance analyst even exists, or if they do know that it exists, What it actually does. Today's guest studied undergrad in England. He did his graduate school at University of Missouri in Columbia. He was the director of performance analysis while at Missouri. He worked for U.S. Soccer. He worked at Minnesota United FC in the MLS, and most recently he's at Austin FC, the expansion team for this upcoming MLS season. Uh, Without further ado, I just want to welcome Sam Lawson to the show. Sammy, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. We're currently held up in a hotel in Dallas halfway through preseason. So, uh, yeah, it's getting into the thick of it now.
0: Are you are you at the point in preseason where you're just loving that you can see the team growing, but you're at the same time going, oh, man, I'm just ready for the season to start? Uh,
1: both of those and a little bit more. Uh, given this expansion season, it's the first season of this team. Uh, yeah, the first four or five weeks so far, they've been incredible seeing – like the, the ideas of the coaching staff kind of go through the players and now we started to play a few games. We played our first MLS opponent uh, a few days ago and just seeing some of the ideas come out in that, seeing the players understanding a lot of what we're talking about in the video meetings and in the individual meetings, it's it's been great, but then yeah, it's we're less than two weeks out from our first uh, proper MLS regular season game and yeah, it's coming to crunch time. And I think we're all we're all ready, looking forward to it. But then it's the apprehension of, right, everything needs to be ready. And this team needs to be gelling at the right time. So lots of emotions right now.
0: Well, there's just always with an
1: expansion team, you
0: just never know. You know, you're there, you're seeing them train, things are going well. But you're never really going to know until that first game comes around. You get to test yourself against somebody in a in a real match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And. Yeah, it's always great to have LAFC as your first ever game.
0: <laughs> I saw your guys' schedule. It's, uh, you're you're going to find out how good you are, that's for sure, in the first four or five games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, we're, we're ready to get it going, get these away games out of the way, and then hopefully enjoy some, uh, some great results at home in front of the fans. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: let's talk about your position at the club. Um, again, like I mentioned before, if people don't even know it exists or people that do know don't quite understand what it is, Talk about what you do, you know, as a video performance analyst.
1: Uh, Yeah, so it's always fun. Yeah, most people don't know uh, the job exists, or as you said, they don't really know what it entails. Um, But really what it comes down to is making sure the players and the coaches have everything that they need either to prep for the next game, the next opponent, whether it's the team or individuals, uh, or it's reviewing our own game to break it down so we can then progress uh for the next week of training and then kind of throughout the season um and it's yeah it's just making sure everyone has everything they need and uh yeah it's a lot of a lot of hours that go into it uh not a lot of it is comes out in the final product because a lot of it's just all the preparation Mm -hmm. uh but yeah no it's it's a job that i love and there's plenty of good people around the country and around the world doing the same thing
0: well, and it's it's so important especially in this day and age you, you see even clubs now in europe with the video screens on the field and training and having somebody who can not only just capture the that information through video but then cut it dissect it get it prepared how the coach wants it in a matter of minutes when the coach asks for it you know kind of give everybody an idea especially you know what you're doing during the first half of a game and then how you use the the, the video you're capturing at halftime?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, every, every team I've been at has been different. Uh, there's been different levels in terms of the use of video. Uh, talking with the coaches here, it's gonna be kind of paramount in terms of everything that we do. Uh, so during the first half of the game, we'll be uh, filming one hand, coding everything on the other hand in terms of the phases or the turnovers. You even have the basic things in terms of every set piece. So every set piece gets sent down to an iPad on the side. And so they can review, uh, are we making the right runs? Are we uh, defending in the right zones? Are the opposition doing what they expect or what we expect them to do? Uh, So all these things are happening while the game's going on. Uh, And so we're sending all different clips down to the bench, some of the ones that the coaches asked for, some of the ones that we see ourselves. As I said, 90% of the, the work that we put in isn't seen by the players at the end. So we know a lot more about the opposition. So it's something that maybe we've seen about the opposition that is different to what we put in the scouting report. So we can then send that down to the bench and be like, hey, these are the different things that we're seeing. Uh, So that way, when we get into halftime, the coaches have maybe it's four or five individual clips for players, uh, but they can go and show them and we can then make the changes at halftime to go into the second half. If it's like a big tactical thing or even as the game's going on, the players, the coaches can give the players information that, that, okay, they're building up in a different shape than what we had in training. This is what we want you to do. And then we can see as the half goes on, we can see the difference and kind of adjust it at halftime if needed again.
0: That's just, it, it's so incredible because we've all been in locker rooms at any level and we've heard coaches explaining um, what they're seeing to the players. And you can see that sometimes that glossed over look from the players that what the coach is saying isn't quite tra- translating to the player. So to have the ability to show it, especially something that might've just happened 20 minutes beforehand as an individual or as a group, it has to be incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah. And I've had that uh, in multiple teams now where, as you said, the coach is talking to a player, maybe it's a Spanish speaking player and it's kind of not going over the way that the coach wants it to. And you're kind of at the back of the room with your laptop ready like, okay, I have a perfect clip that shows exactly what you're trying to uh, get the player to understand. And so that's when I would be like, okay, here's exactly what you're trying to explain to this player, and they'll show the player, and then it's – you see, as you said, they had the gloss look, and now it's – okay, their eyes are open. They completely understand what the coach has said, and then it's kind of that that relationship really that the coach trusts me that I know what um, they need. And so then it's then transferring it to the player and getting them to understand.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we have a better
1: idea of what you do.
0: You know, why do you do it? What, what about this role within professional soccer um, pulls at you? Why, why is it something you've wanted to do with your career?
1: Um, that's always a good question. Um, I mean, for me, it's just the love of the game. Um, I remember when I was doing my undergrad in England that I knew that my half-decent left foot took me as far as it was gonna take me. Um, and so I was then looking at different ways in terms of how can I contribute to, uh, back then it was a football club, but now it's a soccer club. Um, and it's, we talked about different roles within a club and analysis was really just getting started. And one of my professors would talked about, okay, if you like maths, if you kind of like breaking things down in a different way, and you like video and you like sports, this might be an option for you. And so we then started and the more I learned about it, the more like I was energized and enthusiastic and I couldn't really see myself doing anything else. And yeah, through hard work, determination, taking a few risks in terms of life moves, uh, it's it's worked out and it's brought me to where I am today.
0: But it's, it's it's always so interesting because I, I've now spoken to quite a few people working at a good level. And a lot of them, when they I ask them why they do what they do, a lot of them didn't really have a reason when they started doing it, but then they just kind of fell in love with it and kind of found their passion as they got into it. And I think some of us think we have to do it the other way. We have to find our passion and then work well. more often than not, we just get into something and realize, wow, I, I really enjoy this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes like, as with me it was just that day we were talking about careers and someone mentioned analysis within sports and yeah if I wasn't there that day I probably might not be where I am now
0: what would you be doing what would you be doing if you were doing this
1: (laughs) oh that's a that's a very fun question I always wanted to be a police officer okay well yeah that was always the the backup if I didn't make it in sports as a as a player or as now an analyst.
0: No, that's really interesting, especially knowing you. I find that very interesting. So I'm going to to keep that one in my back pocket. So with your role, there's obviously going to be rewards. There's going to be challenges. I, to give people a clearer picture of what it's really like um, working in the MLS as a video performance analyst, what are some of the, some of the challenges you have to overcome um, uh, either on a daily basis or within the season?
1: Uh, yeah uh, daily basis a lot of it is kind of like the time management uh, as we've worked together so you know it's very hard for me to shut off when I I'm doing video um, especially when I go home because there's always video to do if you've finished for this week's opponent it's okay what can I get ahead for for next week um, so for me on a like the personal, uh challenge is finding time to to shut off and when I go home actually put the laptop away and be like right I'm done for the day it's whatever time at night it is when I get home I say I just need to just need to stop um it's that's definitely tough Uh, and then one of the main things in terms of within the MLS it's last year was crazy with COVID happening and the schedule being so condensed that it was two games a week so it's twice the workload in the same amount of time um and so that was that was tough and that's when you kind of really find out what you kind of made of and what you need to prioritize to make sure that the coaches and the players have everything they need um so there's, there's that stuff and then obviously uh the injuries what changes tactically for yourself and the opposition So if it's the day before a game and someone goes down uh, in training and they're not available the next day, sometimes the whole shape of what you want to do as a team changes or the tactical side is, is going to alter. So then you have to go back through the video and maybe you have to now look at a completely different game and have that turned around within a few hours to then show the coaches and be like, okay, if we do this, this is what the opposition will do well, this is what the opposition do when they play against this. This is how we can then uh, start to kind of an, analyze those weaknesses for the opposition. So there's thinking on your feet and making sure you just have time to, uh, when you know is enough is enough for the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can attest to it. I've been your roommate before on trips and <laughs> I game finishes at 1030 or we get back to the hotel at 1030, 11 at night, I'm ready to go to sleep and, you're up on your computer till two, three, four in the morning. So I, uh, yeah, I definitely understand what you're talking about and the ability to compartmentalize and shut things off, especially for your personal life. That, that has to be, that's important for all of us.
1: Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, I'm striving to get better at year on year. And uh, yeah, as we get more technology, more software, and uh, hopefully additional personnel, that's something that is only going to help the department. And then, Obviously, yeah, me personally has been able to to delegate a few more things, and made it able to actually take more time for myself. So we're getting there.
0: Well, on the flip side of that, you know, I don't want to scare everybody off from this job. <laughs> you don't get to sleep. You're constantly cutting. You're constantly no. What are the rewards of it? You know, all this hard work you're putting in. What are the fruits of that labor?
1: Uh, yeah, it, a lot of that, as I've said already a couple of times, like ninety percent of the work that I do isn't seen. Uh, it's really the 10% that we present to the team. But on the flip side, it's a lot of the internal rewards. So you'll probably notice with a lot of analysts that we're not out there for the limelight, as with yourself and a lot of the other sports staff that we've been, uh, that we've worked with. It's a lot of it's internal. So maybe it's something that I prepared for the game that I see in the game, like, okay, that worked. It's kind of validation on uh, like the number of hours that we put in. Uh, maybe it's something that we've talked about with an individual player, like for, I think a couple of years ago, we had a goalkeeper. um, And the day before the game, we went through all the penalties for the opposition. And we sat there and we went through the penalties, we went through how they have scored goals, how they've created chances. And we were three, two up in the last minute and the opposition got a penalty. And so in my mind, I knew that the goalkeeper was prepared. It was the regular taker. We knew where he liked to go. And it's the last minute of a game. And we saved the penalty and we got the three points. Mm-hmm. And like, no one else is going to know the kind of like the hand I had in preparing the goalkeeper to save that penalty. But that's something that for me is enough validation that'll last the season. It's like, right, I, I helped get us those three points. Mm-hmm.
0: No, oh, that's incredible, man. It's, it is the little details that go into it and the time you've spent, uh, in the, I'm, I'm sure that player made sure to, to give you a, some, some props in a, in a private way because.
1: Yes. Yeah. Players,
0: yeah. Players do appreciate that stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you see it more and more now with the, uh, the younger guys coming up through college, they're, they're now ingrained with video. It's starting at a much younger, uh, much younger age and so when they come up they're like okay can i get this for this opponent or what did you think of when i did this or can you share this with me and so it's getting a lot more integrated and uh, yeah the the feedback that players give you is it's it's now improving and yeah there's even more validation out there mm-hmm.
0: well sam i you you've mentioned that you've listened to some of the earlier episodes of the show so you're gonna have an idea of what i'm about to talk about what but success is a a word that's used often high performance is a a phrase that's used often Uh, one of my goals from doing this show is trying to figure out what that looks like both as a a club as an organization but then on, on the individual level and how can you being successful within your individual role have create success within the organization so the first question i want to ask you is as the within your role at austin fc what does success look like for you as an individual? How do you know that you've done your job well at the end of the day?
1: Uh, here, it's great because people tell me I've done a great job that day.
0: <laughs> that helps. Uh,
1: yeah, and so something like that is as small as it is, and we we laugh about it. But just someone telling you is like, "Hey, you did great today," or like, "Hey, thank you for turning that video around." Um, and sometimes we've, when we go out and film training with the drone it's making sure we have the right angle. So we're not going into the sun so we can actually see who's on what team. It's thinking about all those different things that, okay, this is the end goal for the day. We're going to go into uh, the coach's room and we're going to sit down and we're going to analyze this for three hours. Like all these different aspects of training, we need to make sure that the video is the best it can be. And so for me, once we have all the video and we've gone in and we've, broken everything down for training. We know what we need to do for the next day. We have the individual clips ready for meetings uh, the next morning. It's okay. This has all, all worked out. This has been a great day. We have everything ready for tomorrow. We're a step closer to what we want as a team, uh, as our coaching staff, we're all understanding each other a lot better. Uh, and so, yeah, for me, it's when we get to the end of each day, I know the video Is exactly what it needs to be and we're prepared for the next day that's that's enough success for me for that day Mm
0: -hmm. and you mentioned it briefly i I just have to ask because i'm I'm more curious than anything how how do you utilize a drone uh to benefit the team
1: uh so yeah drones have been have been great they uh they just give you that different uh vantage point uh so there have been things in the past like whether if you use a scissor lift or Uh, If you use a high pod and they both go up to about 25 feet um, and you can get a decent view of the, of the drill, but a drone just gives you so much more flexibility in terms of where you move it. So one second, you could be behind the goal, five seconds later, you could be a halfway getting a different perspective of kind of like the same drill. Mm -hmm. And so for how we use it here, it's, it's making sure we get the best angle for uh, what we're doing. So if we're building out of the back, we're behind the goalkeeper looking at the spaces up the field and then it's obviously flipped for if we if we're defending mm-hmm. and so it just gives you much more flexibility in terms of what you're what you're filming and this is the first time I've used a drone and yeah just seeing the difference between this and what I've had previously it's it's night and day in terms of how it can be used
0: are you uh, an accomplished pilot
1: I uh, will say no, I am. Uh, the first few days were were interesting. I definitely stayed behind to to make sure I learned everything I needed to know, so I didn't look uh, like a rookie too much. That's great, man.
0: Okay, well, next one. You've talked about yourself as an individual, but now kind of moving on. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be Austin. It can be any any club or team you've worked for you know, how do you measure success? I've had people tell me, you know, it has to be trophies. I've had people tell me, Oh, it's about development of the team from, you know, game to game. We want to see progression, you know, for you, how do you know in in your beliefs that the club was successful at the end of the year?
1: Yeah. I, I remember listening to the answers to the first few of these and again, yeah, ultimately it will come down to wins and losses for, the ownership group for the fans for uh, even potentially the head coaches but yeah as video uh, analysis data analysis there's things that we look at every game there's things that we look at halfway through the season and then we always have the season reviews um so being able to have those benchmarks of okay we want to have x number of penetrating passes in the attacking third or we need this person to get on the ball in this area against this opposition. And it's okay. When we review the film, it's okay. Well, we, did we meet those, uh, those goals that we set for ourselves? And so, yeah, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, it's always going to be wins and losses, but internally for us, as we are developing a team, we're getting everyone to understand kind of like the way we want to play. It's a lot about those individual games, individual goals for those games. Um, and ultimately, the players understanding what we uh, what we want them to do. Uh, and So as we get to the end of the season, we can review and be like, okay, this is what we set out for this year in terms of, okay, is it number of set piece goals that we score? Is it number of uh, the goals allowed? Are we in the top 20% of the MLS? So there's a lot of things that we're, setting for ourselves in terms of uh, goals for this year that we can then look at, at the end of the year and then in terms of next season we'll set the same uh will go down the same process of setting these goals review at the end of the year compare next year to this year and then we'll see where we are in terms of the development of the team the individuals and uh, kind of everything that goes into that
0: mm-hmm. and if i was to talk to you know, players that you've worked with in the past or upper level management or coaching staffs, how do you think they they measure success from your role? Do they measure it the same way you do? Or if I was to go to a, a player and go, hey, your your, your performance video analysis um, guy, you know, is he any good? And they'll go, yeah, he's great. I'll go, okay, so why is he good? Why Why would a player think that you're, you're doing a good job? I'm always curious to see how this lines up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny. I've never actually asked a player that. Um, <laughs> there's a few players who have told me that, uh, like they appreciate the work that I've done. So there's a few players in former teams that going into a game, they'll be like, Hey, like, I know you sent us this, but can I get individual clips of this opponent I'm about to play? And so for me, it's turning that around as quickly as I can. So they have the information as quickly as they can. Um, And for me, it's asking them, it's like, hey, is there anything else you need? Um, And if they say no, it's like, okay, well, what about this? And for me, it's opening their eyes to kind of what's possible um, and then helping them grow in their role, in their position, to then be more prepared and hopefully then develop going into uh, the next game, the next season, um, and helping them grow as a player. Mm -hmm.
0: And I want to, you know, our, our last section here is going to be the kind of get to know get to know Sam Lawson part of it, and it's kind of the the important stuff because you know there's a lot of people that probably can do a really good job at the technical side of these these roles within your position, but it's some of the 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 human the relational stuff that kind of separates. Um, I, I've worked with you and I've seen that part of it it separates you from others. So saying all those good things. And knowing that you're you're moving forward, you're doing things really well. Where can you improve, either personally or professionally? What is an area that you you're like you know what I still need to grow in that area if I want to keep going in the direction I want?
1: Yeah, it uh, was funny. I hadn't thought about it uh, in terms of like, in terms of talking to you and like my overall growth. But the one that Stacy mentioned on her podcast about learning Spanish. Okay, that's. That's huge. And I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Uh, we're getting a, a new word every couple of days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as I know you and Stacey talked about, it's, there's so many uh, players coming into the MLS where their English is limited and it's just maybe communicating them to them of, Hey, this is my role. If you need anything with video, come and talk to me. Mm. Um, and being able to actually converse with them, uh, that's going to be, a huge one for, uh, for kind of moving forward. I know, especially within the MLS, uh, and then the other one, which was kind of what helped me get to Austin and some of the conversations we cultivated in terms of like the, uh, the hiring process was Josh, the head coach here asked me exactly the same question. And he said, what is, what is, not necessarily the weakest, but what do you want to improve within kind of like the analysis area? And I said, my main thing right now is data, getting into more of the data, merging that with the video, creating all these visualizations that can then take it to the next level. And he said, okay, that's perfect. We have a great data scientist who's come in. He can help you with that you can then help him with the video and understanding the tactical side of soccer and everything that we're trying to get done. And we're all going to help each other. Hmm. And that's something I was like, that's incredible. Uh, like I hadn't heard that many places. And I was like, yeah, we're never the finished article. We're always working to improve ourselves and uh, how we can like, develop our roles. But just having someone be like, yeah, it's okay. If you're not great at that, because we have someone who is and we can all then move in the same direction
0: just for my own education, can you can you give an example of how you could merge data with it with the, the video?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. so uh, something we've been uh, working on recently with uh, our reports in preparation for uh, the opposition, and it's nothing groundbreaking, so I don't think I'm spilling any secrets. Uh, we've been creating uh, the passing maps of the opposition goalkeepers, Uh, So if it's from directly from a goal kick or like the run of play. And so from uh, the tracking data that we get from the MLS, we're able to know where every player is like where every pass starts, where every pass finishes. And so we can then create these maps that show everywhere. The goalkeeper is playing the ball and who's receiving it. Like what position are they in? Are they being pressed by an opposition player? And so we can create those graphics. um, But then that kind of gives us some sense of what's happening in a game. But then we can then bring that into the video and we can then say, okay, I want to see all the goal kicks in video. This is what I expect to see. And so how are they then being successful or how do the other teams stop them being successful? And so it kind of all comes back into like how we can use both to, to help each other. So the stats inform the decision and then the video kind of confirms it and then gives us examples that we can then take to either uh, the coaches, the players, because a lot of them, if they look at the graphical, they see the raw stats. That's not what kind of gets their brain to click. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, yeah, merging them together to make it the best for the players and coaches.
0: Oh, that's great. And no, thank you for elaborating because giving everybody just a little bit of a sneak peek into some some of the simple stuff that you're doing when i say simple not it's not easy but just the simple stuff you're doing about merging some of the data to, to video is it just gives people an idea of just the depths of the amount of work that are going on to help teams win games and be successful it's it's pretty incredible
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: well how you know now that you're at Austin, and who knows, you might be there for the next forty years or the next five years or whatever. We we all move on at some point for for one reason or another. How would you want those that work with you to, you know, when your name's brought up? Uh, what would you be something that you want them to say? You know, not because you're full of yourself, but you just hope that you leave the right legacy when you leave the
1: the place. Yeah, uh, I guess for me, yeah, it's. I hope no one who knows me thinks I've got a big head. Um, (laughs) But for me, it's all about my work ethic. Uh, Everywhere I've been, it's been, okay, I may not have the fanciest software or I may not have the budget some other teams do, but no one's going to work harder than me to deliver the insights that uh, is going to help the team move forward. So for me, the biggest thing is I want them to know that I put everything I could into trying to make the team successful uh, and every year trying to improve either a process or maybe how we do how we film training or how we can code and deliver insights into uh, into a game day. So for me, it's all about my work ethic. Uh, and that kind of goes into yeah my whole my whole journey and analysis in terms of everywhere I've been, I've given 100% and hopefully no one can question. Uh, no one can question that when, either I've left or uh, gone on to something bigger and better.
0: No, oh, that's excellent, man. In your life, uh, within your profession, or just personally, you know, at home or uh, wherever, with friends, what is some some really good advice you've been given that you've always kept with you that you know, even in in difficult times, you you might sometimes have to lean on that that helps you get through certain situations.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's almost a cliche, but I don't take anything for granted. Like, as I said, in my work ethic, uh, and as we've, we've talked about before, like I'm here on a visa. And so there's always someone ready to step into my shoes. If I like take my foot off the gas for, i say a couple months, like if my work drops, there's always someone ready. And that kind of goes with every job in sports like sports is the dream world everyone well a lot of people growing up that's all they want to do but there's not many people that actually make it so for me it's it's always been don't take anything for granted and then i think as uh as stacy said in hers like be willing to take a risk so i moved halfway around the world not knowing a single person in the u.s and i had no idea what i was doing in terms of going to the university of missouri the masters the I knew nothing about college sports, but it was the best decision I've ever made. It's now kept me in the country for uh, now eight years. And as you said, I've worked with the national team. I've been to the Olympics, which I never would have thought was possible. And now I'm here and uh, another role that is pushing me. And yeah, I'm not taking this one for granted either.
0: Well, they're they're only cliches because they're they're true. So
1: yes, <laughs>
0: if you really if you really believe it, then it's it's not cheesy or cliche at all. Uh, last question before I let you go, Sammy. I, I appreciate your time yep. so much. Um, as you've heard before on the other episodes, I, I love the for you to have the opportunity to raise somebody up, either that you've worked with or somebody you just known in your personal life that you, you believe is an example of how to go about your day or how to treat people or how to do the job uh, you can be one person, you know, you heard James give five people. It can, it can yeah. be as many you want that you're like, you know what? I just want to, I just want to highlight somebody or some people right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a couple, um, there's a couple names that I'm sure a lot of people won't know, but, uh, there's one when I moved to the U S he was the first person I met over here in Chicago at a coffee shop mm-hmm. before I got my Greyhound to Missouri. Uh, Stuart Mayers, who's now the technical director at DC United, Uh, at the time he was an analyst uh, working with Prozone back in the day. Um, And he helped me get the start at US soccer. And so just knowing him, the person that he is, the person that he tries to uh, help other people be, like he's been been great in my career. Um, And then I'll go for one, not within analysis, uh, but someone I met in Missouri Who's now won two World Cups with the women's national team. Uh, Ryan Dell started as a, an equipment manager, uh, picking up the pennies for a women's college soccer team, and now he's a team and admin. I think he's now in Sweden with the national team uh, as uh, on one of their camps. And like he, as a person, kind of embodies everything that I have stri- I've strived to be in terms of like he'll do anything for everyone. He's selfless. He has the respect of everyone around him. He gives it, um, to everyone. And yeah, I mean, everyone that I've worked with, I've learned from, I've taken something away and, uh, but yeah, he's, he's probably one of the the great people that I've worked with that is now kind of getting the recognition he deserves too. That's excellent, man.
0: Well, Sammy, I think uh, our time is up for the day. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Y- you truly are one of the good ones. You-, you work your butt off. You're the great thing about you is you'll do anything for anybody at any time, and I've witnessed that over and over again. So, thanks for taking the time to chat today, and, and good luck the rest of this preseason. And I I would love to see Austin uh, do some big things in your exp- in your expansion year.
1: Hey, so would I. Nothing would make me happier. No, I really appreciate it, Josh.
0: Thanks, Sam. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. I really do hope this podcast was able to help you in any way, even if small. If you really enjoyed it, please share with anybody, family, friends, throw it on one of your social media streams. Uh, it always helps to spread the word. Thanks again.